Welcome to the All In Gold podcast, the podcast that teaches you how to go all in on your business goals and create the life of your dreams. If you're new to business and you're determined to create productive habits and positive mindsets to set you up for success, this show is for you. I'm your host and coach, Linda Drozdowich, and I'm thrilled for you to join me on this journey to business gold. Let's go all in. Welcome everyone to the All In Gold podcast. I am so happy to be with you today. It is a real pleasure to be able to connect with you on the podcast. I feel like I am walking along with you or if you're taking a walk or if you're in the kitchen and you're cooking and you're listening. I really feel a, a sense of connection with everyone who is listening right now. So welcome. I'm so happy that you are here and I'm so happy to be able to connect with you. We are still in the pandemic. COVID-19 is still a such a challenging situation for our world. It is uh, incredibly uh, profound, the effect that it has had on people. I myself am moved daily by the acts of heroism for people who are working on the front lines. I My heart goes out to the families that are so affected by the people who have passed away. It is such a uh, difficult moment in our world's history and it really is amazing to see how people come together at these points in our lives. And I know that I, uh, I don't think any of us will be the same after this and I hope to be able to be giving you something to be inspired by, something to make you feel connected, and something to help you move forward with your business or your goals. That is ultimately my uh, why, my reason for having my business and for doing what I do. I love to be able to support you to be successful And one of the ways I do that is by doing this weekly podcast. And today is going to be fantastic. I have Christina Renke on the show. And Christina is a dear friend. She is a life coach. She's a businesswoman. And Christina and I met and we really hit it off. We recognized in each other a lot of the same ways that we have of conducting business and the same ways we have of looking at the world and we laugh with each other all the time about our tendencies towards perfectionism. So this episode in particular delves into perfectionism. We laugh a lot because we recognize when we're veering off course and we try and bring each other back. Um, Christina is going to provide you with tools and ways to look at your life and your career and she helps women get to the next level. She is uh, a delight to be with and I really hope you enjoy this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it. Christina was in her closet. I was in my basement. We were having fun. So dive in, enjoy, let me know what you think. And uh, I look forward to hearing your take on things. Welcome, Christina. 
to the podcast. I'm so happy you're here. You are also one of my guests that's in a closet right now, which is, <laughs> which <Yeah>. is hilarious. <laughs> uh, part of the COVID-19 self-isolation. Yeah. Everyone's self-isolation in the closet. <laughs> in the closet for the sound quality. It's all for the sound quality. Yeah. Uh, Christina is from Platforms for Peace, and uh, she's a good friend of mine, and I'm so happy that she could come on the show today. And I am going to get uh, Christina to talk a little bit about herself and her business and uh, introduce herself to all of you. Oh, thank you, Linda. So uh, I'm so excited to be here. I've already listened to your earlier episodes and uh, yeah, so I've, I'm honored to, to be a guest. So yeah, so I'm a life coach and I help specifically people pleasers and perfectionists get unstuck. And so I, they do that by uh, with less self-judgment and worry and, and more courage in their life. And so uh, there's different uh, avenues that we do that. It can be one-on-one -on -one coaching. I also do group work uh, and I do workshops as well for individual or for, for organizations. That already, I would say, yeah, let's not put that. <laughs> I, do, I do workshops for individuals. <laughs> I'll maybe cut that part out. <laughs> okay, Shalinda, we're going to cut that part out. <laughs> And we will, or you could uh, leave it in. Actually, I actually don't mind some of the blueprint. I, I mean, I, I realize this is this is your podcast. You you have to include what you feel, but it's kind of like, well, whatever. Sometimes I say things not the right way. There you go. See, and this is, I think, should be left in. Because I told you know what? I've changed my mind. Yes, let's leave it in. Leave it in because now you can speak to the perfectionistism. See, <laughs> brain. That's, that, that steps in there. Yeah, <laughs> totally. That's so funny. Right there. That's, that's the perfectionist brain trying to make sure it's edited right, trying to that's make sure right. that you come across exactly the way you want to. It's, uh, uh, so tell, so you know, this is what your clients struggle with, with the, yeah. with the perfectionist brain. Yeah. Oh, Totally. So, you know, things like it's, oh, it's never quite good enough. And I would say that with perfectionism, um, particularly, you know, the people that I've worked with and even myself, it can show up in different areas of our life, right? It doesn't have to be, we don't have to be perfectionistic in all aspects of our life. Like I find uh, for me, it's definitely shown up in uh, my academic career, um, my professional career now um, as a business owner in much like these types of things, you know, if I'm doing a story or I'm doing anything really involving video, I find is very, uh, can be very difficult for a perfectionist because, you know, it's that visual side of things, right? We're seeing how we're maybe looking to other people and that causes a lot of um, angst and, and self-judgment uh, and self-doubt. But for other people, it might be maybe perfectionism shows up in their parenting. Uh, maybe it shows up in uh, their significant relationships. So they have certain expectations or standards for other people. Um, and so it can show up that way. Uh, and also perfectionism shows up in procrastination. People sometimes don't think of it that way. But when we are really worried about what something is going to look like or the outcome of something sometimes inhibits us from even starting and saying, Hey, where can I just make a small step, make a small change rather than a huge leap 
And for someone who struggles with perfectionism, that can be a really difficult question to answer um, and to do so in a way that says, okay, yeah, I'm still moving forward and I can be okay with what's happening right now. It's, a, it's enough that what's happening right now is I'm taking one small step. Um, we often call that, you know, that feeling of enoughness. And so as perfectionists, to nurture that feeling of enoughness is, um, can be challenging. And like I say, it shows up in, in a lot of different areas of our lives. I absolutely relate to that because I know for a fact that perfectionism held me back a hundred percent in my life. And it wasn't until I discovered coaching that I really understood the connection between perfectionism and procrastination that, Mm -hmm. you know, you're trying to keep yourself safe. You're trying to, you know, hold back from putting things out into the world because they're not good enough. And so you procrastinate. And it, it really, when I discovered coaching, it was like the light went on and I had to really challenge myself to say, send things out into the world good enough, you know, do your B minus work and get it out the door and move on. And for me, it was, it was such a gift to learn that. So I'm, I'm so, uh, for me, it meant I could move forward with my business. I could reach more people. I could show up, you know, on uh, social media, I could show up, you know, and deliver things that were of value, but they weren't perfect. They weren't polished. They were, but they still had incredible value to them. Um, what do you think, uh, the perfectionism, uh, what, what does that hold your clients back from achieving? What does it keep your clients from, you know, pursuing in their lives, having that perfectionism? Mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting. That's a great question because I find with a lot of my clients who come to me, they don't always know how it affects them. Uh, they, they maybe have a sense that they have these tendencies, perfectionism tendencies. And I would say also a lot of my clients are people pleasers and those two often go hand in hand. They don't have to, but they often do. And what I would say is they, they are stuck and they're not sure why they just know that they can't move forward. And so I think that's part of what I do as a life coach is say, okay, um, how does this show up in your life and kind of teasing out or, or, you know, gaining that information for them, that self-awareness journey of, I am a perfectionist and this is how it shows up for me. Like just even for you, for instance, to be able to say, this is how it held me back. This is the things that I didn't take. These are the risks that I, I couldn't take before. Um, I think a lot of my clients, they, they do, they do know that intuitively, but, but to be able to, give voice to that and to be able to express that and to articulate it is a bit challenging sometimes because a lot of uh, the people that come to me have put themselves on hold for, for quite a long time, maybe since they were children. And so really what I'm doing is helping them peel back those layers of who were you as a child? What were the things that excited you? What were the things that gave you joy? And what perfectionism does is it kind of masks some of those earlier joys, those earlier senses of this is who I am and how I show up in the world gets layered over, you know, cultural expectations, 
other societal expectations and even our, our family's expectations or friends and then our own, of course. So it's really the way I look at it is peeling back those layers. And so how does perfectionism show up for you? Because sometimes um, perfectionism can be, can be a gift. And, and what I mean by that is, um, for instance, in my own life, I was a great student, uh, not so much when I was in high school, but as a, <laughs> as a mature student, let's just put it that way. When I, when I went back to school, when I was 35, um, I became an excellent student because, again, those perfectionist qualities really uh, helped me strive and to achieve things that I didn't think I could achieve, um, but I, I really wanted to excel and do well at school. So for me, for many years, I actually confused perfectionism with excellence, striving for excellence. And I now know those are those can be two very different things, but they they sometimes exhibit some of the same traits. So I thought, well, I'm not a perfectionist. I, I just strive for excellence and I'm really motivated and I'm really driven. What I didn't know is what was driving me. And what was driving? Why was I motivated? Yeah. And so that was where then I started to realize, oh, maybe this isn't always helping me this drive. It can sometimes for sure, but other times it might be keeping me stuck from, like you say, doing something that I know I'm not going to maybe excel at right away. I'm not going to look good right away. I'm going to make a mistake. I'm going to say something the wrong way and it's going to, and I'm going to feel, you know, that sense of self-judgment and, oh, I feel kind of stupid. So I think that's where, you know, that's would be one example of even for some of my clients, they've expressed that as well. Oh, yeah, I did really well in school or, oh, I always had to do the right thing. So my parents taught me I had to look a certain way or I had to act a certain way. And it's only when we're, we're older that we start realizing really the the ways that it seeps into our whole life and really just colors our worldview or our mindset. You explain it so well. And when you said um, uh, that your clients uh, would put themselves on hold, that, that rang so true for me that when I discovered this and was able to move past it, I was able to look back on my own life and see the times that I did put myself on hold, that I wasn't pushing through the difficult blocks. I was you know, kind of spinning in circles in many ways at different points. And, and I was on hold. And I, I love that you are able to bring your clients through and with, with uh, really specific exercises of looking back at things that used to bring you joy, things that used to light you up as a child, and how can you get more of that in your current life? I love that. I, I can see how that would really give your clients very specific tools to to overcome uh, some of this perfectionism. And I'd love to know, we were going to talk about this, um, what advice that you wish you would have had for yourself when you were like, you know, you said when you were back at school and you were, uh, you know, a mature student, what advice do you wish you would had at that point that would have helped you get through some of the perfectionism? Yeah, great question. So when I would, what I would say to myself, maybe even when I was starting school is to not reject those parts of yourself that you maybe feel are those perfectionist tendencies. First of all, uh, like I say, I've experienced a lot of gifts from my perfectionism 
a lot of learning, a lot of teaching in the sense of it has driven me to do things that I never thought I could do right. um, in, a, in a positive way. Like I, I, I went out for scholarships. I tried for different types of, you know, um, I, I don't even know what or how I, and I probably you could cut this part out. <laughs> Yeah, it's all right. Different, like different. Or not. This could be the one where we cut nothing out. How about that? <laughs> That's what, right. That would be a good challenge for me, actually. <laughs> this, I would be cringing, but it, I, I would be walking the walk. I would be saying, listen to, to my clients. Listen to this podcast. You Listen know what? I don't always say things perfectly either. There's no do-overs. <laughs> no <laughs> do-overs. Just, there just... is no do-overs. That, isn't that, that's profound, Linda. Wow. <laughs> Let's just sit with that for a second. Let's just sit. Okay. I like that. We're, 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 we're not putting this, this one on hold. This is just going no out. No do-overs. <laughs> um. So yeah, so so first of all, there's gifts to to perfectionism. So I would say to anyone who's hearing this and saying, "Oh, you know, I struggle with this, and it's so bad. I kind of want to get rid of it, or I I think I can overcome it and and right. totally get it out of my life." You know what? It's okay. It's okay. And there's lots of there's lots of good things that come out of uh, perfectionist tendencies and people pleasing. I would say too. I don't want to forget the people pleasers because that's another big part of who I who I t- my messaging is too. Right. You know, these are caring, we're caring and compassionate people. So I think they're, we care deeply and that's a good thing. But the other thing that I would say to myself when I was starting out uh, in, in school, way before I even started life coaching would be get to know yourself. Uh, and it seems kind of simple, but it's not. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> no. Self-awareness and, is, yeah, it's, is it's not a, easy. It's not. And again, for all the reasons at that time, I had young children and um, it was not easy to get to know yourself when you've got five minutes in the bathroom for, you know, they're banging on the door kind right. of thing. Yeah. And, you know, and, or I'm trying to fit in my schoolwork or the other work that I had going on or, or spending time with my husband. So there was a lot of competing things going on, but I, it didn't benefit me to not go on a self-discovery journey. Right. And we can do that in small doses, I believe. I don't think it has to be, oh, I'm going on a meditation retreat for 10 days. You know, it, it can be literally, I'm going to take 10 minutes, I'm going to set the boundary, and I'm going to take 10 minutes for myself and really figure out what it is I love to do. So one of the things that I did end up doing is I found that I love to exercise um, I had never been physically um, adept <laughs> when I was younger. I was definitely not on any sports teams. Uh, nobody was signing me up for that. Uh, but I discovered that I needed to get out of my head and into my body. So right. maybe for someone, it's something even as easy or as hard as that. It's go for a walk, you know, um, rediscover your passions, your joys, uh, and there's lots of strategies for that. But for me, that was one that really helped. And I started running and I became, it was a lifesaver. It was a lifesaver for me. It, it helped me rediscover myself. And so I, that would be the advice I would still give. Um, and then as a, can I, can I ramble on here? You can <laughs> ramble on. You're not rambling. This is, this is very cohesive. I'm, yeah, we're, we've moved from perfectionism okay. into the people-pleasing and into the, you know, uh, 
one of the biggest pieces is self-awareness. It is yeah. uh, knowing yourself, knowing what you like. And, and as you said, putting a boundary around that, which uh, mm -hmm. I know that's something that you teach as well, which is very, very hard for anybody to do is to put a boundary around what you want to do and carve out time for yourself. Even if it's, as you say, uh, you know, 10 minutes to write a journal entry or, you know, half an hour to go for a walk or go for a run, you know, it is hard to create that time, but it is so crucial for your self-care and for your self-discovery that will lead you through some of your challenges and help you achieve some of your goals. So that's yeah, such a great point, Linda, because I would also say as, as a perfectionist that I think I was under the assumption for many years that if I just knocked off my goals, that that would solve my problems. <laughs> yeah. And what I came to discover is knocking off the goals. Well, like I say, there's nothing wrong with setting goals and, and accomplishing goals. I think that can be a very wonderful thing that happens uh, for us and, and that we make happen for ourselves. But behind the scenes of that is knowing who you are. How do you want to be? How do you want to show up in the world? Because sometimes the goals that I ended up pursuing were not really goals I wanted in, in the end anyway. Right. right. And so I ended up pursuing things that didn't serve me well in the end. Um, it felt really good. I got that rush of adrenaline uh, that hit a cortisol, you know, when I, when I met that goal. And there's a lot of personalities that thrive very well in that. One of the other things I use in my life coaching is the Enneagram framework, personality framework. And it's been very helpful. Um, if there's anyone who knows their Enneagram number and if there's any threes out there, you will know that that, is, that you do, you get a real charge for meeting goals. Um, right. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's when we're doing it so that, right? So that we look good or so that we feel more worthy. So that we feel uh, it covers over our not enoughness. You know, those, those are the things. And we start to say, okay, is this goal really that important to me and why? And, right. and uh, I, so I that's, would I would love to hear, uh, speaking of goals, I know one of the goals that you're working on right now is you are uh, self-publishing a book and you're also doing the audio for that book right now. And I know that's one of your, your goals in particular. You and I have talked about this before. We are both writers at heart. And uh, so, you know, producing the written word and uh, getting something out there is, I, you know, is, it is a huge uh, achievement that both of us want. Tell me and the listeners a little bit about what you struggled with to get that goal underway. Cause you are well underway, underway. You, you're, you're all, you're the end is in sight. So yeah. tell us a bit about the, the struggles you may have had with diving in and, and getting that done. Yeah. Yeah. How much time do we have? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ugh. It feels like uh, it's been, uh, it's it, the whole thing has been a struggle in the sense of, of course, I look back and I realize, oh yeah, I've had to really deal with my mindset, my perfectionism. That has been a long journey. And so the workbook really was birthed out of that journey, which uh, again, we don't have time for all of all, the whole journey. But what I would say the Coles Notes version is um, some of the blocks that I had 
again, where my perfectionism, uh, writing a book has always been a dream of mine. Uh, as you and I have talked about, like you said, as writers, we, we, love, we love to express ourselves in that way. And again, I always felt like I wasn't good enough. I felt like my writing wasn't at the level that I would have liked it to have been. And so right. that has always been a block for me, um, which is interesting because I look back on like, say, former papers or assignments that I did and I read them and I think, wow, this girl was pretty good. Yes, yes. <laughs> but in the moment, right, is when the self-judgment starts for me. So, so that was a block for a long time. Like, just even what the heck am I going to write? Um, and it, it's not going to look good or, or feel good or sound good to, to myself. And interestingly enough, the audio book re recording it and practicing recording it has really helped me because, and they say that this is actually true in your writing to read aloud your words. Oh, um, of course. It really shows you the cadence of your sentencing and, and kind of, does this even make sense? You know, if I'm speaking it into existence, does this even make sense? Because of course, on paper and then in, in spoken word, things sound very, can sound very different. So that's just a bit of a sidebar on that. Um, so audio, if any, if there's any writers out there actually reading out loud, your words helps. Um, I learned it's, that I've learned that just recently. It, it, uh, it but, is. I, I use that as well all the time. And it okay. is yeah. absolutely, you know, you, you think you've written the best sentence in the world and then you read it out loud and you're like, okay, not so much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like, what was I on when I wrote this? I don't know. <laughs> it's true. And then it gets really crazy. Okay, here's here's where the perfectionist yeah. is. Then it gets crazy when then you you change the sentence yes. and then you change it back. <laughs> yes, I think You've done it, that a few times as well. <laughs> yes, yeah. In fact, I believe it was there. There is a quote by Hemingway um, when he was talking about his writing process, and he did say. Um, uh, in the morning, I put in a comma, and in the afternoon, I took it out. Yeah, <laughs> that's his. Can get that crazy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It really yeah. can. Yeah, but you know, I'm glad we're talking about this because, you know, your book will be coming out soon, and so many of us will see. You know, you'll be selling your book. You'll be at an event in the very near future hopefully when we are back out in the, in the, in the real world, um, you know, you'll have these copies of these books, people will be buying them. You'll be, and so people will be looking to you as an expert and they will be giving you money for this book and they will be taking that home and they will be looking at this book going, wow, this woman has it totally together. She was so confident and she just knew what she wanted to do. And she wrote this book and, and published it. And what it, what it does represent though is, you know, that book is struggle and self-doubt and perfectionism and second guessing ourselves and all of those things go into producing a finished product. And so often we, um, as business owners or creatives, we're comparing our struggle with somebody else's finished product. And we see them, they, they must have had it all together and all figured out and we don't have that. So therefore, you know, we might as well give up. It, you know, we don't have what it takes to be that finished product. And what I'm hearing from you and what I know from myself is the struggle is, is just part of the process. And totally. yeah. And just, it continues to be part of the process, right? So 
So, okay. So what I would say, first of all, I love that vision you have that there's people buying my book. Yes, of course. I'm successful. I love that. Um, but that's of course where my self-doubt comes in, uh, is, and that's what prevents me a lot of times from even finishing something because it's like, well, that won't happen for me. That sometimes can be still my mindset, even though I coach other people on this very thing, I still struggle with that. I still struggle with this idea of, will this even land? Will this even be successful? Will anyone buy this book? And right. that, that refrain can definitely keep going throughout my brain while I'm even still writing the book and even after the book is done and, and I'm selling it. Um, of course. And then, you know, you have to coach yourself uh, that you will be able to handle that feeling of, I went to an event and, you know, I only sold two copies, you know, like it, you will be able to handle that feeling that comes up and then, right. That feeling's not going to stop you that, that, you know, so often we imagine or that's, that's another thing that holds us back. So often we're in the future, we're picturing that moment where we're at some sad little table with our books and no one's buying it. And, and we're, you know, and, and so we're like, oh my gosh, I don't want to go through that feeling. So I'm not going to put it out. You know, I'm not going to, you know, work on it this afternoon because I don't want to feel that feeling in the future that might happen. Um, and we prevent ourselves from diving in and working on it today because of, you know, we're worried about that future feeling. And learning, you know, some of your skills that I know you have with coaching other clients is helping them to process that, helping them to see that they, they do have what it takes to feel whatever feeling they've got in the future. Yeah. A big part is first accepting it, accepting that this is how I'm feeling right now. And this is, this is a legitimate feeling. Yes. Um, and to ex- accept it, not in the sense of this is where I'm going to stay or this is where I'm going to sit. But acceptance in an, an awareness of, oh, okay, this is how I'm feeling right now. Thank you, feeling, for, for showing up. Um, and what can I learn from it? And, and, and then, again, reflecting on, okay, well, why am I feeling this way? And that, you hit it exactly. Um, for me, I'm a worst-case scenario thinker. It's, right. it's, it helps me be a great planner. Of but course. it also... Uh, sabotages me at times because I then am worried about, well, what if, what if, and I can imagine, I have a great imagination for thinking of worst case scenario possibilities. And that's where my brain wants to go. And I know that about myself. Um, I don't think that tendency will ever change. I've accepted that. What I, what I would say is I'm quicker on the updraw now of saying, okay, Christina, your brain's going to go here. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And uh, this is a part of who you are. And now how are we going to move forward with it? And oh, that's... really just making those small steps. So back to the workbook. That's so helpful. You know, that yeah. is incredibly helpful. Um, I've, I've learned a lot just talking to you this last uh, uh, little bit is, is that perfectionism and people pleasing and the worst case scenario uh, personality, we can just accept those parts of ourselves and learn to work with them. We're not trying to get rid of them. We're not trying to uh, say that that's a, you know, such a negative part of myself and I just want to get, be done with it. You're going to, like fear, you're going to carry that with you, you know, throughout your life. And it's learning how to manage it and learning how to work with it 
And as you said before, learning what are some of the positives that are coming out of these things. I, I really appreciate, you know, the perfectionism helped you achieve. The people pleasing helps you be empathetic and compassionate to other people. Uh, the, you know, uh, worst case scenario helps you be a great planner. So all of those things have incredible positive uh, gifts that uh, do bring us you know, a lot for our lives. So you've reframed that for me. And I, I, I appreciate that. Um, and one of the things that I wanted to talk about as well, you've also got a, uh, a workshop coming up, although I'm just thinking about when I'm recording this, uh, if, it, if this podcast will be out yet, but I hope so. Um, you've got a podcast, uh, a, pardon me, a, uh, a webinar coming up soon on perfectionism as well. Uh, yeah, the inner critic. So, oh, the yes, inner it, critic. It definitely ties into to perfectionism. Yeah, taming the inner critic. Taming um, the inner critical voice in our head. Yeah. Okay. And do you want to just give us a quick rundown about what that that looks like? And then we've you know we've touched on all of these these amazing uh, parts of your business. So, uh, tell us a little bit about the uh, webinar that you've got coming out. Yeah, so this is a workshop that I've I've hosted a few times in different for different groups and and uh, and organizations. But uh, so this time we're doing a webinar for our hustle and charm community, and it's going to be on uh, the taming the inner critic. And so there's there's really three components. We talk about what the inner critic is, you know, how it shows up in our life. Because uh, it shows up a little bit differently for every person, but there's certain patterns you can start to recognize uh, about the inner critic. And then we're going to do a mindset um, reframing exercise, again, just to help us look at the inner critic in our life and how, and how we can begin to manage and tame it. And then a body mindfulness exercise as well, because I do believe that the mind-body connection is, is very real connection and that our, our emotions first show up in our body. So I always try and incorporate some sort of body work. Um, right. So that's usually just, again, being more mindful, a body check-in, how am I feeling? How, how is the inner critic impacting me today? And yeah, you know so that I, I love that you do the mind-body work because for me as well, you know, I, I tend to, you know, live in my head and I, I know especially right now that we are uh, in this time of self-isolation with COVID-19, that for me to manage all my, you know, stress or anxiety that comes up, I have to be in my body quite a bit during the day in order to stay grounded. I have to, you know, uh, do my yoga and dance and walk and yard work and you name it. Like I'm, I, I'm like a, a toddler. I need to be like tired out by the end of the day. You know, like I, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. uh, so what are you doing right now for your self-care while we're at home? I know that that's something that's important to you is, is taking care of yourself and, and the physical aspects. Like, how are you, how are you managing right now? Yeah. With that? That's a great question. A great point. Um, yeah. So for me, it is exercise as well. Uh, lots of walks. And then also what I, I, I actually, because I work from home, 
I, I often work out from home uh, because for me, it's just an um, easier way to incorporate. So I have my treadmill that I use. I have a, you know, fair size. Um, I mean, they're old weights, but they're weights and different um, exercises that I do uh, workouts that I have. But then also my yoga studio, I, I have a membership, um, like a membership pass at a yoga studio here in Winnipeg. And she has offered to the members uh, no extra charge or anything, um, f- like basically free yoga sessions online. So we're doing oh. it all on Instagram live. And, and so I try and tune in when I can there. Um, so just, and can I just say like in th- throughout this, um, this crisis or this situation that we find ourselves in, it's been amazing to see how people have really been able to reach out to their communities and, and support one another. Like, I, you know, I do, I think of even you and, and the different ways that you're supporting your community and the people in, in your areas. And like, I think you've done some things with the co-working group that you're a part of. And, and so, and then the, my yoga teacher, like offering these, these classes, like free online and, 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 and I certainly, we certainly don't expect that, you know, that people are giving away free things all the time because it is a hard time for us as small business owners. Um, having to navigate this new reality of, you know, maybe our, our revenue streams weren't online before, you know, right. so like my yoga teacher, for instance, it was all, you go to the, you go to her, her, um, her place of business. And so now she's having to recalibrate and say, okay, how can I do some things online? And, and I'm not sure for you, like how that's impacted your business, but definitely I know for me, I've even had that more of an online uh, had to now think about, okay, how am I going to incorporate more of an online component? Um, so yeah, I think it, it's, uh, so you were asking about exercise. See, this is, this is how I can. <laughs> no, this is good. You know, I, but all I, that um, to say that great things are happening. I am moving my body, you are moving as much your as body, I can. <laughs> which is awesome. Which led us to talk about other business owners who are offering uh, incredible online support to their communities. And I know it really did um, force me to pivot to being creating online services almost, you know, a hundred percent. And it's a challenge that um, I had to face. And, you know, your work is so pivotal in helping uh, women business owners, especially deal with all of those, imperfection. Like I, you know, I want to put out a webinar, but it's, you know, it's not going to be like, you know, my, uh, my mentor's webinar, who's got a team behind her. I'm not going to, it's not going to be like the, the perfectly slick thing, but I still want to put it out. And so I'm, I know for myself, I'm having to get over those, you know, like it has to be look a certain way. It has to have a certain amount of people that join in order for it to be of value. I know for me, it's, it's really forcing me to look at some of those issues of uh, perfectionism and, uh, and, and knowing that that's my tendency and I want to make things good, but also putting it out, whether it's a hundred percent or not, you know? And so that for me is, is definitely something that I'm, I'm working on right now for myself because I'm also doing a webinar and uh, next week. So I, it's like, okay, here we go. Like <laughs> just yeah. jump in. And, and uh, so I, I, I did. Uh, and one of the things you just spoke on, on, uh, and I'm, we're going to get going soon, but um, uh, was on the financial aspect. And I know that's something that you teach as well is helping women with their money mindsets which is so crucial right now. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, are you, but I don't think you've got an offer for that right now. The not right now. Yeah. Um, you know, with, yeah, with the workbook coming out and, and, um, and again, I'm just also recalibrating as to, okay, how is this going to look? How, how would I have it? Because that workshop was specifically designed for in person. Um, To really have a more kind of intimate uh, gathering where people could share their money stories Um, because money is such a a vulnerable issue for a lot of people. It can be a taboo topic. So doing it in a group setting, um, you know, you have to, there has to be some some sensitivities there and carefulness and planning uh, as to who the group is going to be and and how they're going to share in a safe way. so, but yeah, you're right. I mean, this is, this is a time and it's even, I'll be honest, like for me, it's a time of, of recalibrating um, as, as we, we both just talked about, like, yeah, the online space, like, um, can we just say this? Like, it does seem harder <laughs> online sometimes. Like I'm yeah. sure for those of people who have been doing online stuff for years, it's, it's, it seems very simple and straightforward, but my goodness, like, there's something visceral in seeing yourself on video. I don't know. Like even doing a zoom call, it's like, really, that's what I look like. <laughs> I know what's happening with you my know? hair right now. There's like, all these what? elements of lighting and, and different <laughs> things that you don't really have to think about in person. That's true. And for me, I really rely a lot on body language on picking up nonverbal cues from people. So I find that's been more difficult and challenging. So yeah, there's that. But back to the money thing. If this is the way that you can make money, then it's like, yeah, well, I kind of have to get over these, these challenges or at least learn to manage them in, in a way that I can still move forward and maybe do some things online that I didn't think I could do before. Like you say, the webinar um, is a huge example. And so I think for, for a lot of people right now, we're especially coaches, but I, I think almost for almost every type of business. It's like, okay, maybe it's putting up a website where they have to have their pictures of their products. Um, You know, I could see that being such a, you know, a huge uh, challenge in someone's mind, like, oh, taking pictures. And now I got to put it up on my web, you know, like all of these things that, and of course this all takes money. (laughs) Right. Those of us who are struggling right now with money um, or feeling again, that not enoughness, and maybe there really isn't enough. Like maybe, maybe someone is not being able to pay their bills next month. And so I'm, I'm very conscious of that. And so, you know, I, I do want to do this money story workshop, but I, I feel like maybe, maybe there was a reason why I think I was telling you before we started the podcast. Yeah you know, the universe hasn't seemed to want that workshop to happen yet. And I think maybe there's a better time and maybe that time will be once we kind of have come out the other side of, of this, or maybe there is, there's a need during it. Um, I was going to say, maybe there's a need and maybe yeah. it's, it's uh, like, you know, one thing you specialize in is uh, one-on-one connections with your clients. So that might be what somebody reaches out to you for right now is helping them with a, you know, a money mindset. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, uh, you know, I wanted to, uh, say before we wrap up, you know, how can people reach you? Because right now, all of these things that we've been talking about are so important for people and they, you know, they would benefit so much from any of your, uh, any of your information and your teachings that you have. So how, how do people reach you? 
Uh, so they can reach me at platformsforpeace.ca. That's my website. So I have pretty much all of my information about myself and the services I offer on there. And then I mostly hang out on Instagram, as you know, on social media. Yeah. So at Platforms for Peace. I'm also on Facebook. I have a Facebook page at Platforms for Peace as well. Um, yeah, those are really the main avenues to get a hold of me. Can't That's of great. Else. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Thank you. I feel like I've, I've learned so much. I, I, I think I need to, you know, retitle this uh, podcast to something like podcast from the, the, the closet, because it's just, yeah. you know, <laughs> you, you were talking about, uh, you know, geez, I don't know why this is so hard. You're in a closet right now, you know, yeah. <laughs> you're trying My to husband's shirt right beside me. <laughs> I'm like being cradled in his, in his world. <laughs> you're, you're like, I don't know why this is so hard. Why, why, why do I struggle? <laughs> oh dear. Well, and I just want to say, Linda, before we close the, and I hope they don't, that you don't cancel this or erase this out of the podcast, but I just want to say an encouragement to you because you have been an inspiration to me. Oh, thank the you. The fact that you have put out this podcast. Okay. Again, like we've talked about, you have learned to do all of this, you know, essentially you've had, you had support, but you've learned to, to get going and motivated on this on your own. And it, it's been a solo project until now, right? And now, now you're, you've, you have support and all those things. And that's wonderful. Shout out to them. Um, they do important work, your, your sound producers and everything. But, you know, to, the momentum to get this going was was self-motivated and and again there's so many things that go on in our brain that prevent us from doing these things and let's face it we live in winnipeg manitoba right that's true it's <laughs> we don't snowing. live in a big uh you know urban center like we live in a medium-sized center for canada but you know not a huge urban and so I think sometimes we, we tend to get this feeling of oh you know we're just you know we're kind of duking it out here in the trenches but you can just I don't know. You have a great ability to be, see the positives and say, okay, you know what? I'm just going to do this anyway. And though I know you struggle with perfectionism, yep. you know, the fact that you've been able to just kind of get the momentum going and get this podcast and keep cranking these episodes out, frankly, is astonishing to me. And, and I <laughs> think it's very, very encouraging for, especially for other women entrepreneurs to see. It doesn't have to be perfect. If you keep everything in that we've talked about and all the mistakes, Absolutely. I think it would be actually the best. Because I think so too. Honestly, this is how life is, right? We have these conversations. I ramble on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know this, is, this is part of it, you know, or maybe you'll ramble up, whatever, whatever happens, you've made this happen. And I just think, you know, shout out to you because a lot of us will not do things because it's scary and it's out of our comfort zone. And we just need more of us saying, Hey, we're still scared and we're showing up anyway. Absolutely. Oh, you know what? I so appreciate that because the way you described it, it's like, you know, what we were talking about with your book and with that finished product, people see the finished product. They see a podcast produced. They're listening to it on iTunes. They've got the book in their hands, but what they're really holding is, you know, somebody's process, which I mean, for me, it's like, 
you know, like almost breaking down into tears last week where I'm like, I cannot figure out how to record with this microphone. Like, it, you know, like things like that, like people don't see behind the scenes. So I, uh, you know, for me, it is absolutely a struggle, but I'm willing to, uh, I, because honestly, because of coaching, I've learned how to work in the struggle. And, uh, and so, you know, that is, that is the reason that I'm still, I'm still going <laughs> at yeah. this point. Yeah, so thank you, sure. Christina. This has been a blast. I, I, I really appreciate it. We had a lot of fun, a lot of laughs. So I, I, uh, yeah, we will hopefully do this again sometime and maybe, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see what the future holds, whether we'll be, uh, still uh, recording from a closet or, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take care. Take care, Linda. Wasn't that fantastic? Christina is an exceptionally talented coach and she has such wonderful tools uh, to offer. She wants to help women create and keep healthy boundaries. She wants them to overcome self-judgment and self-doubt. She helps women get unstuck and she really wants you to be able to bravely pursue your career dreams and relationship goals. She is just so much fun. You can reach her at platformsforpeace.ca and she is just what you heard here. She's open, she is insightful, and she is a very, very powerful coach. So please reach out to her and I look forward to hearing all of your responses to this episode because we sure had fun making it. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the All in Gold podcast with me, your host, Linda Drozdowich. If you're loving what you're learning in the podcast and want more coaching tools to help your business grow, go to lindadrozdowich.com and hop on a call with me to see if one-on-one all-in gold coaching is right for you. Bring your business and life to the next level. Go to lindadrozdowich.com and let's go all in.